0: So I am working my way through this new series entitled New You for a New Year. And last week I had asked you the question, what does a new you for a new year look like? What does that look like to you when you when you hear that phrase? What comes to mind? Um, you know, for some of us, um, you know, we may think, okay, I need a complete makeover. In 2020. That's, that's what I want. I want to lift. I want to talk. Uh, I want to say, somebody said amen. Uh, <laughs> that was a man who said that too. So, hey. <laughs> I like, uh, I heard uh, somebody once say it was a minister. They got, a, I guess, a lift and a tuck and, and, you know, of course, because a minister did it and they were popular minister. A bunch of people started tweeting and and commenting on social media because that's what we do, right, and you know like and I like what she said i didn 't do it for you, I did it for my husband <laughs> and uh, and I feel good about it, so nothing wrong with a lift or a tuck here and there uh so maybe i don't know that's one of your goals uh uh for this year um, for this decade uh, maybe it's um you just want to fresh set of goals uh, uh maybe you want to um, recharge your vision refresh your vision or completely scrap your old vision and and make a brand new vision for your life uh for your family for your business uh for your scholastic goals i don't know um, you know what comes to mind though, when you think of that phrase "new you" for a new year," we have um, discussion guides on the seat. Um, you would have noticed it when you came, and those are there to help you um, assimilate really the message. Um, you can go home, you can work through it with your spouse, a friend, you can even start a small group that 's what ingrid 's done and doing with her uh, women's small group that's meeting this Tuesday at 1030 right next door. And um, they're taking the, those discussion guides and they're working through it and talking about it and discussing it. And, um, you know, from, from what I understand from everybody that's gone in the past, it, it's it helps to really uh, bring the message home and allow the message to go deeper in your life. But, you know, a new you for a new year, it is, would you not say it is uniquely personal? That, that, that's a personal phrase. It's, it's one that you yourself have to wrestle with. You yourself have to come to terms with. You yourself have to pray over what a new you for a new year looks like for you. It needs to be personal. If you were to pull the person next to you, I'm I'm sure uh, you would get a different what a new you for a new year looks like from them. Because it's uniquely personal. We're all on a uniquely personal journey in our lives. We're on a uniquely personal spiritual journey where where we're where each other is at. It's our own journey. And nobody can walk it for you. I can't walk it for you. As much as, as over uh, all the time that I've been a pastor, anyways, which has been, wow, it's been a long time. Uh, what is it now, coming up to 25 years? Uh, there have been many opportunities and many times where I have wanted to lay out for people what their spiritual journey should look like. But each time I had to bite my lip, bite my tongue, uh, because it's, it's unique. Your spiritual journey is unique to you. Yeah, there's similarities with all of us. We have the scriptures. We serve the same God. We, uh, come to Christ. Those are all similar, but how you do it, how you express your faith, um, when you read your Bible, uh, when you pray, even how you pray is uniquely personal. Uh, when I pray, I don't know, uh, like, you know, I'm trying this new thing. I'm sitting down and, I, and I'm glad there's a swivel because <laughs> I'm a fidgety guy, right? I'm, I'm always moving. My legs are always moving. Ask my wife at the dinner table or if you happen to sit in one of those attached benches in a restaurant. And I'm 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 in one of those attached benches. Yeah, I mean I am moving and the people are like hey, the earthquake, what's going on? But so when I pray I have to I have to move. I, I just I just have to move. I have to walk. I have to so I I often pace in our house. Thank God we have an open concept house, and so I'm able to pay. Sometimes I'll go up and down the stairs, get a little workout at the same time. Sometimes I'll take the dogs for a walk. Uh, yeah, there's times where I'll sit in the easy, easy boy chair and and pray. But y- you know, we're all uniquely we're, we're we're unique individuals, and we shouldn't try to emulate necessarily the person next to us. Just be yourself. Allow for what God wants to do in your life and in your heart. Allow it to be personal. Allow it to be present. Allow it to be real and impactful. And don't try to be like somebody else. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having role models. There's nothing wrong with, um, you know, for example, coming to uh our our six evenings of uh prayer and fasting uh that's coming up. There's nothing wrong with you coming and saying, Oh, I wonder how how does Colleen pray? You know, how does Peter pray? How does Pastor Ron pray? And you know it, 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 there's nothing wrong with saying, Okay, yeah, I I kinda like that. Oh that's how you do it. Right? There there's nothing wrong with that. But make it personal. You you with me? You following me? Does this make this this makes sense. You know, when it comes to a new year for a new year, um, there were, there were um, some years where my goal for that year was to get out of debt. That was my goal, so I, you know, you work toward it, right? There were other years where that year um, I needed a breakthrough in my marriage. So I spent that year working on <laughs> healing for my marriage. Uh, there were other years, uh, where I said, I want to get in shape physically. So you do whatever you got to do, get a membership, buy some weights, get a bow flex. I don't know what you do. And, or say, I, I'm just going to start going for walks every day. And you do that. There's other years where I've said, okay, I want to, I want to really get in shape spiritually. And so you set yourself some goals, uh, that will help you. Do that right, so I challenge you this year to formulate a plan to ask God for help to help you um, have a goal or a vision for twenty twenty have a goal or a vision for this next decade and don't just stop at one year if if you need to if 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 for you uh looking that far ahead. It, 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 you know, it fries your circuits, no problem. Just then, say for this next year, this is what I want to do. This is my goal. We need spiritual goals. I, I think we do. I liked last year what we did uh, with our U version uh, Bible app and our the devotions. Uh, one of the goals was to read through the Bible in a whole year, and so we had uh, the um, uh, Nikki Gumble. Uh, alpha, uh, a, a devotion, uh, devotion, with that. And, you know, we did it. I made sure I did it. That was a goal. I, I wanted to do it. I wanted to follow that. And then we had other devotions that were, uh, present and, and it, a goal was, yeah, I want to do that, right? I, I want to, I want to dig into the word, uh, that way. And, you know, it was a goal. Those are good things. Good things to do. So I encourage you this year, make yourself some spiritual goals. Ask God for help. Enlist his help as as you do that. And um, I believe that it, it will make a difference in your life. But I want to just go to a, a, a scripture in Hebrews 12, 12 to 13. and It's on the screen. It says this. It says, therefore, lift your droopy hands and strengthen your weak knees. And make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. <laughs> As I was prepping for this series, this verse stood out. And at first glance, I, I thought to myself, oh, well, boy, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> how, do I, how do I communicate this? How do I help people not get out of joint with with what I'm sensing God is saying to us through this. So I asked for the Lord to help me uh, in conveying what he uh, wants us to hear through this. And the more I meditated upon it, the more I talked to God, the more I thought about it, the clearer the meaning became. And so what I did was... um. I asked the Lord for a, a prophetic word, if you may. You know, a word uh, that comes directly from him that will encourage us. And here's what I got. Here's what I believe the Lord is saying to us through this verse. It says, your hands and your knees may indeed be weak. You may not feel like you have the strength needed to move into this new decade with renewed purpose and passion. In fact, you may even have twisted yourself out of joint due to what you felt were unfair conditions. You may have gotten out of joint because you thought I didn't care, thought I wasn't there. But here's what I want you to do. Strengthen your hands. Straighten up. Look to me. Start walking and witness my healing. Be healed. Don't be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Be healed. My healing anointing, my healing presence is flowing. Move away from the pain that caused your hands to droop and your knees to buckle and allow for my healing presence to strengthen and uphold you in this new decade. I wrote that, actually, in the discussion guide. I believe I did, didn't I? Yeah. It's in the discussion guide. And I thought it would be important uh, to do that so that you could take it home and wrestle with it yourself and talk to God about it yourself and come to an understanding yourself. Okay, what does this mean for me? Uh, where have uh, Where have my hands drooped in my life? You know, when you think of a, a drooping hand, it's a okay, I give up. I give up, right? Strengthen your weak knees. Uh, I I um, started doing a lot of squats at the gym. And I knew in preparation for the squats, I wanted to strengthen my knees. So what I did was I, I started riding the bike a lot to strengthen the muscles around my knees. Because I, I realized the older I'm getting... And I was going to say in the taller I get, but it, it seems like that. Uh, you, you gotta have, I realized I have to have a strong back. Tall guys have issues with sometimes lower back, right? Some of you tall guys. So I go, okay, I got to do something to strengthen them. And the same thing, tall guys can have issues with our knees. And so I go, yeah, man, I want to age with grace and dignity <laughs> and I want a strong back and strong knees. So we ask ourselves as we, as we read this scripture, therefore lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees. So what do I need to do, God, to be strong? To strengthen my spiritual walk? What do I need to do? Well, it says I need to make straight paths for my feet, right? What is lame? What wasn't working, in other words. We don't want, because what is not working, to put us out of joint. Um, I recently found out something that really touched my heart, and I won't name any names, but an individual said, I stopped believing in God because of this Horrific thing that happened. It was a horrific thing. Somebody passed away. It was a young person, very young person who passed away. And they said, I stopped believing in God because of it. And I thought of this scripture. What is lame, what is not working may not be put out of joint. And I thought, yeah, they were put out of joint because of something that they thought wasn't working. Because of what they had been uh, trusting God for. Looking to God for. And I can't help but think as I read this and as I meditate upon it. And that prophetic word that I just read. I can't help but think. That he's not alone. They're not alone. There's other people. You might be one of them who you were spiritually put out of joint because of something that was lame, which means it's not working. Something didn't work. And I want you to know what the Bible says here. It says, rather you be healed. Healing is coming for you. Also, I don't want you to stop with yourself. You know people. You've been praying for people who are experiencing this very thing I'm just talking about. That they've been put out a joint. They've been mad at God. They've been disappointed because something had become lame. Just wasn't working. And they were put out a joint. And I want you to encourage them. I want you to come alongside of them and bring healing into their life. Bring the Lord of hope. The message that Pastor Yvette brought. Bring the Lord of hope with you. Um, we, we watched a movie recently uh, called Breakthrough. It's on uh, Crave, I believe. So if you have crave a breakthrough, you can rent it wherever as well. Um, but it's a movie about an opportunity somebody had to put themselves out of joint because of something negative that happened in their lives. I don't want to give uh, you know spoiler alert or anything. I don't want to I don't want to give it away. But here's the thing: they or she stood in faith. For healing, just stood and stood and stood in faith for healing. I, I'm trying hard not to not to give anything away because, you know, I'm the type of person. If I'm going to watch a movie, I don't want to read anything about it. I don't want to see a trailer. I want to be surprised. That's how I am. So I'm trying hard not to. But breakthrough it speaks about how when you choose to stand. Upon the promises of the word of God. You choose to stand and believe God for a breakthrough. That's the name of the movie. It's with Chrissy Metz, I believe is her name. Uh, um, uh, What's her name? Uh, Kate from This Is Us is in it. And uh, really, really good movie. So I encourage you to to watch it. There's very few that I'll I'll ever uh, uh, encourage you to watch. Because it'll come back to bite me somehow. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah. You know, because when I, I think of this verse in Hebrews, I say, I thought to myself, you know, the Lord's ultimate goal with our lives, the Lord's ultimate goal is to bring healing into our lives. So so you won't be put out a joint, but rather healed. The Lord's ultimate goal for your life and my life is that we walk and live in healing. See, God wants us to experience Jesus not only as our Savior, but as our healer. And I thought of the children of Israel. Think of the children of Israel. They were... um, Set free from 400 years of slavery, right? Set free from 400 years of slavery. They had experienced God during that Moses time. They experienced God as their deliverer. And they really understood it. They really understood that, okay, God is my deliverer. And the same could be said of you or I that if we have given our lives to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have experienced him as our deliverer. We know that he delivered us from, from our lives of sin. And whatever that looks like, all of our lives of sin were uniquely different and personal again. But we've, we experienced him as our deliverer, just like the children of Israel did. But I want to read, out, read you something out of Exodus fifteen twenty-six. Here's what it says. If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. See, what the Lord was saying here, and this was post-deliverance, uh, this was after Moses delivered them from the bonds of slavery for 400 years. This was post. What God wanted them to now experience was Him as their healer. He, they experienced Him as their deliverer, but now He wanted them to experience Him as their healer, and that's why He said, for I am the Lord your healer. See, for 14 generations, if, if a generation is 30 years, I googled it, so it must be. If a generation is 30 years, well, then it's 14 generations of knowing nothing but slavery. God knew that in order for them to become all that he wanted them to be. To experience all that he had for them. He had to bring them to a place where they would experience him as their healer. As, this, as their healer. God is my healer. 400 years of slavery brought about a great deliverance. And now God was saying, I want you to experience me. As my healer, let's go to um, Isaiah chapter 53. Here's a verse that is a prophetic verse speaking about our Messiah, Christ our Messiah. It's on the screen for those who uh, need to follow. I'm going to read out of the ESV. I don't remember if I put it up on the ESV or not, but who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him. This is a prophetic verse speaking about Christ. And no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hid their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. that we see in verse 4, literally means sickness. Surely he has borne our sicknesses. This is what Christ came to reveal to man. God, in Exodus 15.26, needed to reveal to the children of Israel a side of him that they had not experienced yet. As God, their healer. Jesus' role, Jesus' purpose, his passion, his vision was to reveal to man that he is the one who delivers them from their sicknesses, from their sorrows. That word sorrows literally means both physical and mental anguish. Physical and mental pain or sorrows. Jesus himself did that for us. He did it for us. And I am, I stand in amazement as I think about this prophetic word that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah and it was written. And then centuries and centuries and centuries later, Jesus came and fulfilled that word. And revealed himself to man, not only as their savior, but as their healer. Are you following? Is this helping? Is this, is this making sense? God wants us, friends, in 2020. I believe in 2020, God wants us to have clearer vision when it comes to the understanding of who God is. And what he has provided for us. What he has done for us. And one of the things he has done for us is revealed to us. Revealed to you. Revealed to me. Not only is Jesus our deliverer, but Jesus is our healer. Amen? Look at in Luke chapter 4 verse 16. Again, it's on the screen. This is at the very onset of Jesus' earthly ministry. To the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book. Gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them. Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus came. Not only to deliver you from a life of sin. But to bring healing. To all who would receive. It says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38. It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good. We all know of Jesus as doing good. We all think of, even the world thinks of Jesus as doing good. I was talking to a Muslim friend of mine. And he believes that Jesus was good. Lots of people, your friends, believe that Jesus is good. They may not believe in Jesus, but what they know of Jesus and what they heard of Jesus, they believe Jesus was good, was a good guy. Now that was a good guy, right? But who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with them. This, this, friends, was Jesus' ministry mandate. We saw it prophesied in Isaiah. Jesus came, unfolded the word to them, and says, okay, guys, this is now what you can expect from me, from here on in. And when you read the scriptures, you see this unfold throughout the scriptures. God sent his son Not only that you and I could experience him as our great deliverer. Free us from a life of sin. But to introduce us to the healer in our lives. To the one who brings and brought healing into our lives. A new year. A new you for a new year. I don't know. Maybe it needs to be to reintroduce yourself or introduce yourself to God, our healer, Christ, our healer. I, I, I don't want to bemoan this any, any longer because I, I just want the Spirit of God himself to minister to you about this. So I want to ask the team, whoever's here, might be some in, in, in kids' church, to come back. I want to ask the ushers, uh, whoever's going to help with the communion elements, to come and as I was uh, as we sang, I think it was as we went into the second song, um, so if yeah, that second song, if that's the one you could do, as we were in the second song i it came to me don't have communion at the normal time don't have communion when we normally have communion, wait until after the message. Um, Because, and here's what I felt, because I want my people to experience me as their healer. As their healer. Communion speaks of All that Christ has done for us. All that Christ has provided for us. Is kind of locked within these elements. Because the bread speaks of his body that was broken. The blood speaks, or the the juice speaks of his blood that was shed. Because by the stripes of Jesus, the Bible says we are healed. You know, maybe uh, I don't know. I, my wife said something yesterday. Uh, we drove uh, Ranjith to the hospital. I don't know if you heard, but Ranjit um, uh, broke his arm, and so we we, we drove to, to the hospital yesterday for uh, to get his cast redone. And Yvette said on the way home, she goes, or we at some point yesterday, she said, you know what we should do. We should bring communion to them today. At some point today, we should go to their house, and bring communion to them, bring the church to them. And I thought, what a great idea! And I thought, a step further, you can do that, to people that you know, people in your life who are struggling, who need. Experience Jesus as their healer. And, and don't get stuck just thinking about physical healing, but also about emotional and, and mental healing. I think we need a, a real move of His, of Jesus' healing presence in our community, in our society, amongst our friends and family and relatives, not just in our own lives. I think as, I don't know, charismatics, Pentecostals, however you want to term, spirit contemporary people. I, I, I think we make a mistake of thinking it's all about us. Right? So we want to come to church. We want to experience. We want to experience. Yes. Yes. Experience. Yes. That's what God is about. Experience Him. Know Him for who He really is. But we think it's just all about us, about us, about us. We just want to be fed, 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 fed. And I think it's been an error on our part. Because what God wants to do is express Himself through us to the community, to the people around us who don't know Him, who are hurting, who need a healer. And all we do is bring healing. Bring healing into their lives. Introduce them to our Lord. What, what what's the worst thing that can happen? In some countries, yeah, they might throw you in jail, even today. In some countries they might even take you out and stone you, but that's not gonna happen in our country. The worst is ah oh, Jesus free. Get out of my face. Oh sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. You know, I just, I just you know, and you can continue to have a relationship often. You can agree to disagree. It's about the worst, but I think in 2020, we need clearer vision on how to introduce Christ our healer to people that we rub shoulders with. So as you prepare yourself for communion, and, and what we'll do this morning is this. We'll, we'll have you come out of your seat and receive the elements, take them back to your seat. And if you're here and you need a healing, maybe it's an emotional healing. You've been, you know, this last decade, this last year was an emotionally trying year. And you just need to experience God as your healer. As you are about to receive the elements, just, and even quietly, just, God, I want to experience you as my healer this year. And receive it. Or maybe um, a loved one is weighing on your heart. Receive the elements on their behalf. Say, God, I, I, I want them to experience you as their healer, as their deliverer. How's that sound? Maybe you're here and you've never experienced Jesus Christ as your deliverer before that's you. Quickly, even before we receive communion, can I lead you in a a prayer? A real simple prayer. Because coming to faith in Christ is simple. It's not complicated. You don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops. It's not about a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's strictly about experiencing Jesus as your deliverer. And there's a real simple prayer. And it goes like this. And why don't you pray it after me? God, I come to you this morning in Jesus' name. Just as I am. Forgive me of my sin. Of all my shortcomings. Of all my failings. Jesus, come into my life. Right here. Right now. I want to live for you. From this moment forward. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to know that you're now in communion with God through faith in Christ. As you come and receive the elements, don't come and think, oh, I'm not deserving. You don't know what I did this morning. You don't know how I, I cussed somebody out on the on the drive here. You, you don't know what I did last night. That doesn't matter. Just come fresh right here, right now, this morning, and experience God as your healer wanting to come.